do you know what sucks earlier today i thought of like a joke and i was like oh that would be a good joke to be like the little stinger at the beginning of the episode and like i've forgotten it and i i'm upset by that Welcome to Up Next, the only podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Andrew, joined always by the lovely, the effervescent, the always shirtless. Yo, yo, it's me, Suburban Steve, coming at you straight out of the affluent suburbs of Milwaukee's North Shore. Represent. We're back. We're back. I've never been more happy. (laughs) The only podcast that goes away for three months without any notice and comes back fully unprepared that is not true because my other podcast with my friend dan we took five months off and then just shot the ship <laughs> for for our comeback episode. are you guys back are you guys uh, back? and also yeah and the same thing with sneak maybe it's me <laughs> <laughs> hey um by the way i so um, a part of what gave me the the kick in the pants to finally resurrect this thing was seeing Weed Eye first come up in my podcast player, and I was like, "Hell no! Like, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to get beaten by <laughs> Which, that." I mean, I obviously did, but I have to say, so like, I have to confess, uh, before your hiatus, I was like an occasional Weed Eye first listener. I did not listen to every episode, um, but I I did listen to the new one. I thought it was very good, much better than I remembered. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. And, uh, <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I am going to commit to listening to all new episodes. But yeah, I thought I, I'd never seen Scream. I still haven't. Thought it was a very good episode. Um, and everyone listening, listen to We Die First. Uh, you're only allowed to listen if you're black, but they don't know if you're not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The Spotify and Apple podcast wouldn't allow us to put a tracer on people's homes so we could reverse look them up. But what do you know? <laughs> wink wink it's an honor system yeah um yeah what do we do uh <laughs> i don't know. how how are you oh, doing man. man i am f- totally fine all right we're back in <laughs> how are there were several songs on this where i was just like it brought me back into it because i was just like my only note would be like Steve will resonate with this, <laughs> and then I just move on, and I'm like, we're Are back. there many songs? That, well, we don't want to jump ahead. I, I don't know if there's many on, on here that I really identify with, I think. I would not say, well, you, you, really, you really feel alongside the, the black struggle. I'm an ally, <laughs> yes. Uh, I was No, it's not necessarily the quantity of the songs that you relate to. But it is, I would say, the quality of the relating. Right. I'll be like, I guess we'll get into that. But anyway, but yeah, I'm doing man, what, all right. What have you been up to? All these. This is kind of weird because this will be the second episode that comes out after our long break. But the the previous one was recorded before our long break. So so what have what yeah, have you been up to the last several months? When was the last? I did this with both. We die first, and excuse me, I have a master's. We like scrolled back <laughs> to see when our last published episode was and we're like oh god well what has changed yeah, since i, I then? believe so, that um our last episode came out in july okay well so then at that point i think really everything's kind of still been moved. the same like i i moved i 
I'm an understudy at Second City, which cool. okay. Oh, well, let's just pause guess... on that. Like, that's a big deal. You get recognized out in public, and then sometimes your yeah. friend from out of town like makes makes it weird, <laughs> embarrasses you. <laughs> yeah, what a real dick of a friend that would be. Uh, could you imagine keeping him around? Also, that is, I think, the biggest thing is that uh, the Up Next crew went to Riot Fest yeah, again. Yeah, that was great. We also we also went and saw Elway in concert. Um, in Chicago, which that happened before our last episode came out, but after our last episode was <laughs> recorded. So time is weird. Ooh, Andy's got a high life going. Very good. But yeah, Riot Fest, Riot Fest. Great fun. Yeah, man. I threw a, I threw a party this last weekend, and I'm now, I'm now doing well enough that I can afford to supply Miller High Life for parties. So, you know, I, I bought a 30 and then I'll always have like just bottom shelf, like booze. Like if you want to make mixed drinks with shit liquor, here's new Amsterdam gin and Svetka, like go to town. I've always said Um, you're a gracious host. I agree. Your, your air (laughs) mattress, as far as air mattresses that are half deflated when I wake up in the morning, yours is like top five. (laughs) I know. Right. I I mean, truly though. Right. Uh, Cause it's. I have rarely had a mattress that stayed mostly. I mean, that's just a sign of a well-worn, well-used, well-loved air mattress. So loved, mostly by yeah, Steve. Your I would ass say. should be in contact with the hardwood floor when you wake up, <laughs> <laughs> and you should like it. <laughs> yeah, but uh, the premise of me bringing up that party was not to say how gracious of a host I am. But it's because I am a gracious host that also the week before that, Alana had a little get together and she's like, oh, I'll just buy like a 30 pack of High Life. And I forgot oh. she did that. And, you know, it was a very little get together. So there was a and everyone brought beer. So there was a lot left. So then I bought another 30 pack. And then like a guy that came to the party bought a 12 pack of old style, but he just ended up drinking my gin all night, which is fine. I wanted that to be gone. So there's just an unopened. Thing, old style so i have i all i need now is like pbr and i'd be set <laughs> that is like the holy trinity in my opinion not even being sarcastic <laughs> um but yeah man let, let's give our quick like two minute riot fest recap review hell yeah um it was good <laughs> um i thoroughly enjoyed it particularly the I'd... 120 degrees subway or l train ride that one day was beyond painful. Yeah. Like, it was so... Although, somehow that was... was still better than the previous day with the weird guy trying to give you L-Train champagne. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, I remember we thought he was, like, the butt... He, like, packed train. He's clearly, like, f- like, a yard or two away from this group of people, but, like, trying to have a conversation with them. To the point where he's like, yo, buddy, pass me, pass them my phone so I can show them this video. <laughs> and I'm just doing everything then, to try to avoid eye contact with anyone involved. Yeah, because I'm like, oh, God, he'll talk yeah. to us. And then he left, and they're like, who was that guy? <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, he wasn't your buddy? They're like, no, absolutely talking not. Talking about surviving shootings. and Yeah, and then he's trying to hand us his, uh, <laughs> his orange line Prosecco, and I'm just like... I'm not touching that. No. No, it's already dicey that I'm not going to get COVID from this, which we didn't. We did not get COVID. As far as we know. Um, But yeah, I thought it was a really fun festival. 
got to see I, I have to say compared to 2021 like i don't know if people were still uh yeah covid impact of the, of the attendance but this year like it seemed way more packed especially the crowds for like my chemical romance mm-hmm. like i don't know I don't know that I've been in a, in a sea of humanity quite like that before. It was a bit much. We got separated, which was very sad, and had no like cell service and dying batteries. Yeah. It, <laughs> well, that was also the thing, too, is like, I think last year we didn't want to be there as early as we had been. Like, the <clears> first day, like, Sincere Engineer opened it. We're like, we got to fucking mm-hmm. get there. But then we didn't come with, like, charging packs so then obviously our phones died yeah but i i, I but we had to go watch other. like three songs at the beginning of the wonder years set <laughs> which made yeah. it impossible to get back to you but yeah we got to see a lot of good bands saw the menzingers play uh on the impossible past in its entirety uh saw my chemical romance which you know they did a good show i wasn't terribly excited about it but um what's his face i almost just said i i, I was Gerard i almost Wade. said jared leto <laughs> <laughs> performed the whole thing in like a in like a like a babushka headscarf and dress that was uh, interesting yeah. solid choice i halfway through that set because i'm an idiot i was like oh this is a commentary on the war on ukraine i didn't get that was over obviously well i mean i was and i like clocked that but i wasn't tr- like i wasn't like i was fucking yeah. around right and this person next to me was like it blew their <laughs> mind they're like oh my god Oh my! Also, on the way back to you, I don't know if I told you this, but this, like, you know, we're leaving it, and it was like, like, I'm not okay was playing or something, right? One of their mm-hmm. hits. But we were making our way back, and then we stopped because we're like, oh, we gotta listen right. to this. And so this person starts like, I can't tell if they were just really chummy or stoked or just high, and then they start like tapping me on the shoulder and then start like waving their arms in front of me, and I'm like, do you want me to air drum? So then I start air drumming, <laughs> and then, and then the guy goes, "If I can ask, how old are you?" Hmm. And I'm like, "Uh, thirty. Because I like didn't want to give him a real age. Because then was, you wanted to give him a, a, some an approximation. Reason. Yeah, and then he's just like, "I just turned thirty. How is it?" And I'm like, "It's fine." <laughs> Yeah, like, what a weird interaction. I was like, if you're, yeah. And then I was just like, and then he kept trying to further the conversation. And then I was just like, enjoy the music of your youth. And I walked away. <laughs> oh, man. Dude, speaking of the music of our youth, we, oh, you were, you didn't go Sunday, but so I saw Coolio, the last concert he did before he died oh shit that's right oh my god that's crazy oh, oh yeah. how was that show uh, i only stayed for like gangster's paradise and like a couple he, other he didn't say but, that you know, for the, cool. like, the finale nah but speaking of finales so i started watching ice cube and you know i was like you know, i like i like ice cube i really just wanted to hear like it was a good day right and uh then a friend was like hey can we go see the academy is and because they wanted to see the Academy is just a little more than I wanted to mm-hmm. see Ice Cube. So I was like, yeah, fuck it. Yeah, let's go. But then her friend happened to be near the area. And she was like, I'll pick you up if you don't mind leaving like half an hour early. And we're like, fuck yeah, obviously. Yeah. And as we're leaving, because Ice Cube was on the stage nearest the exit, I hear the song start. And I just looked at, I was also pretty <laughs> drunk at this point. But I was just like, I just turned to my friends. I was like, 
we need to see this. And I bolted to the crowd. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, I was so happy. Oh, man. But yeah, it was a good, it was yeah. a good fest. Yeah. Really quick highlights for me. I was happy to see Alkaline Trio. Rest in peace, yeah. Ma- rest in peace Matt Skiba getting booted out of Blink. <laughs> uh, Jeff Rosenstock was awesome. Uh, oh, got, yeah, that was Got sick. to see some bucket list bands for me, like... Um, Guar. Well, <laughs> did see Guar. <laughs> they were not on my bucket list, but yeah, can check that out for sure. Like Misfits, Lagwagon, Descendants. Um, some true legends of the game were in the park on that day, on that weekend. Um, no bands but, called us out. Yeah, thankfully none of my like artistic heroes called me out, uh, made fun of my show whilst I was in the crowd. That was a, that was a positive for me. <laughs> I would have loved that. If also, like for no reason, the Menzingers were like, "Oh, so that podcast from Wisconsin? <laughs> Fuck Steve. <laughs> Fuck Steve in particular. Andy's from school." And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." Um, I did. Uh, also, I mean, the main highlight was learning to play euchre, the card game. Um, on the train platform and kicking your ass over the course of like two and a half hands. Uh, of course, being totally carried by my teammate. I will spend now the next 15 minutes describing the differences between Euchre and my local favorite game, Sheep's Head. Um, so, so the key difference is... <laughs> I will murder you. I knew you were looking for an out for that bit. And I was like, do I just let him go? How does the, tr- how does the Trump change every hand? No, the Trump is Trump. No. The Queen of Clubs is always the the tops. Well... You know, the queen, the queen, I feel, I guess you could be like, the queen's always top because she wears a crown, but not a crown of thorns like our man Kendrick. (laughs) You never lost it. You never lost it. Oh, hell no. We are gathered here tonight to talk about a little, a little record called Mr. Morales and the Big Steppers. It's just Mr. Morale. <laughs> you need to stop saying that. I will not stop. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, this is in again. Shout out to Genius. Give shout, us money. Truthfully, so Andy, since since you nominated this album, I'm sure you did at least some cursory like background research on who Kendrick Lamar is and just. Any any insights about the, the the production and background of this album? Right. I'm sure you well. You Given that we uh, we haven't recorded in like three months, you probably had plenty of time to like do that. And... Yeah, Kendrick Lamar, a uh, legal name, Kendrick Lamar Duckworth, uh, aka K Dot. Um, and I want you to know that I knew all of this before. Like, I didn't need Wikipedia for that. But uh, also, dear Stephen is throwing me under the bus, and I thought this was his pick. There also is no logical reason I should have thought this was his pick. But uh, <laughs> I was under the impression that he was going to do all of the research. So. Uh, shout out to Wikipedia, which I'm not reading off of, but Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers is the fifth studio album by American rapper Kendrick Lamar released on May 13th, 2022. It also says in... Uh, it has been said. Some it has critics, been said. Some critics say. <laughs> in, uh, in Genius, GeniusLyrics.com, it is always, because if you check out like the annotations or whatever, it's like... This album is his fifth and final. Well, so, so I saw it said final on like the way it was phrased when I read it was like his final record on so and so label. Label. So I didn't know if that okay. meant, I didn't know if that meant like he's done done or he okay is, has his deal was done with that label. I, I actually don't know. 
I didn't okay. look into it because I thought you might have been doing some like research since it was your nomination. Well, this uh, features some uh, some people that aren't him, like Ghostface Killer, Baby Keem, Kodak Black, Sam Dew, uh, Summer Walker. It, this is five years after his Pulitzer Prize winning album, Damn. I was is... pretty surprised by that. I listened to Damn and, and like it a fair amount, but I did not yeah. realize it had been so long. And that isn't that isn't even like damn came out like real close to like pre pandemic like right before shit it was well before twenty twenty yeah. but I still view it as like this is still pretty recent I would have guessed like twenty nineteen but um this this album has a lot of themes a lot of about <laughs> self self things Man, I love it when crowns. an album has a lot of themes. <laughs> Yeah, you know, Kendrick likes to t- touch on such topics as being black, having money, but trying to act like you don't, <laughs> cheating, uh, having two kids. <laughs> I want you to know I'm not reading anything. I'm just loosely trying to remember things. The crushing weight of fame. Oh, that's it. That sounds much better than tr- having money and pretending you don't. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, hey, Metacritic, which assigns normalized ratings out of 100. And they do more than just video games, turns out. And they do more than just video games. Gave this album an 8.7 out of 10. Um, this has gotten good reviews. <laughs> I'm just looking at uh, all these things. Uh, Pitchfork. Give, gave him some things. Uh, Rolling Stone gave him some things. The Times gave him five things. Those things being stars. Um, yeah, and it has a couple controversies. Uh, which, Such as? Do you want to want, get into them when we talk about the songs, or do you want to talk about it now, generally? I think the songs... Well, the one I didn't know is that the he apparently got shit for inclusion of... Kodak Black. Yeah, I read up a bit. Uh, I was just on his Wikipedia page because he like features on one or two tracks, maybe more. And uh, I don't know. Seems kind of sus. I mean, I spent maybe like a total of like five minutes on his Wikipedia page. So, like, I don't want to like make any sweeping statements because I am not in the know. But uh, seems like a bit of a problematic guy, perhaps. Spotty yeah. history. Yeah, you know. But you know. I believe in restorative justice and second chances and shit, but I also know nothing about this guy, so yeah, yeah. I'll leave it I that. don't. Um, NPR had an article titled "Kendrick Lamar's Ready to Talk." Is he ready to listen? And I will pick one sentence in the middle of this article. One sentence at random. <laughs> As is his custom, though, even upbeat tracks have a hidden sol- sol- min- solemnity. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Like the two-stepping club-focused diehard and rich spirit, which r- respectively lament the ills of pill popping and online clout chasing. Mm. You know that was actually a good line. Had I not had just stuttered on that word, you did great, man. You did great. Thank you. Um, You're perfect, just how you are. Hey, man. What are I almost closed this laptop. I'm like, good. I'm done. <laughs> but it has the rest of my notes. Um, what? Are your uh, your high level thoughts, man? Well, your overall thoughts. It's interesting. It's kind of hard for me to like pin down like one overall sort of like verdict on it. Like, I think it's I think it's very ambitious, 
which I don't mean like as a backhanded compliment. Um, I think like the songs kind of, I break them down into like, there's some songs I like enjoy listening to. There's some songs that I listen to and like, they make me feel feelings. And there's some songs I listen to and they make me like think thoughts. I appreciate that. Um, I think he obviously has a lot to say. Um, and it's, it's kind of right. An album of <clears throat> clearly one man's journey to like work through some shit. Um, which I appreciate that kind of that kind of album, uh, given my inability to work through any of my shit. <laughs> um, I mean, obviously, like Kendrick Lamar is Kendrick Lamar for a reason. Like he's he's really good at writing songs and uh, at rapping. I I was impressed by because um, I'm not like I'm I'm not the most familiar with his work. Like I I liked Damn. Um, I've listened to it you know a few times, but like just his like versatility as a as a vocalist stood out right. to me like um i guess we'll get into that when we get into the track by track but that was really cool um i was sort of surprised like musically by like the vibe of a lot of the songs like it's very sort of like piano heavy a lot of strings like not a lot of the songs are not kind of what i would expect out of just a standard hip hop record uh so that was cool um yeah overall i think it's like it's a i have some some qualms with it that i'm sure we'll get to Uh, but overall i think it's like a really interesting um piece of work i think it's pretty impressive i enjoy a lot of it um and yeah how about you i think similarly um i also was more in i mean i think i knew like the odd song from him that wasn't, you know, like on the radio and shit off like Mad City into Pimp a Butterfly. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I personally was more aware of him stylistically like damn forward, which again is only two albums. <laughs> damn in this. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think he's very clever and he also has a lot of things to say. This one also, cause I had listened, I had listened to this on like, not sit through listens except that one time I came to visit you in the summer. But uh I had been listening to this off and on for like the last couple months. But then like I was like I had literally an hour and a half like yesterday one chunk and I was like I have to listen to this now. So then I was just like really <laughs> just in a mindset of like, oh this is my homework. But it's it's dense. It's a lot of yeah. dense stuff. So it like is. I would I would hear something, I'm like, I think that's clever. And then I'd go back and read it and I'm just like, This is very clever. I was like, that's hmm, tight. You'd be like, damn. But then I'm just like, I can't do this for every fucking lyric because <laughs> he's just going. But um it, it's one of those records that because of that, like a lot of, I mean, no surprise, a lot of my notes are about the lyrics. It was hard to like give the due thought to like the music because like it's so lyrically dense, just like trying to keep up, you know. Um, yeah, I thought I, and again, we'll get into it. I liked a lot of the sparse things that were like mostly just like piano mm-hmm. and strings and drums. And then I will say a lot of the several songs kind of like hit me. I was like, ooh, like I in in my notes, like some of the examples I said were like, oh, this is like some real like pop 
like writing or like pop producing and not necessarily like this is a pop song mm-hmm. but it was like more of a like trying radio to hit just the radio like yeah like sound and i'm just like okay okay yeah cool cool I think the kids call them bangers the fuck out of here <laughs> um but yeah i mean i think i have more opinions but i think you want to just i think we should dive in man dive in oh man it's like riding a bike didn't lose a step Dude. you and i are united <laughs> in podcasting i hate you <laughs> track one united in green i like how many of like there are several tracks on this album where it just starts away and then abandons that yeah i mean like yeah. this this one is not necessarily the best example of that because that little kind of intro comes back to like kind of like tie in things throughout the two albums right yeah i think this like this motif is used at the beginning of track one disc two and then at the end of the last track of disc two not counting the bonus track but which i think is a nice touch but yeah you're right there's a lot of songs (laughs) where like it starts a certain way and like five seconds later it's just nope total change in direction are they going through something Uh, tell, I do like the tell shift. Tell them the truth. Tell them the truth. Tell them. I do like when it like really gets into it, and uh, that Kendrick. Not like he's the first rapper to ever like really go in triplets, but he mm-hmm. really likes that. Man, that's. I don't know that I would put my finger on that. Like as far as his style, but that. You're, yeah, you're totally right. I love a good triplet, even a sextuplet, <laughs> or, or any other subdivision therein. <laughs> Um, I guess I might as well just get this out of the way. One of my main gripes with the album, and this is not just a Kendrick problem, but like it literally is like the first line of the first verse. I don't like the use of the word bitch as like a stand in for woman throughout the album. Mm. Just, I'm just not a fan. I don't like it. I know it's like, I know it's common practice in hip hop, but like, I just, I don't, I'm not here for it. Don't try to act like you're above this. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I say this also as someone like I it's more like I get it both sides, but at the end of the day, I have more or less phased bitch out of my vocabulary because I was like, there's never really a especially like in improv, you don't want to improv calling a woman in a <laughs> no. scene a bitch because that's not a good look and probably doesn't make them feel no. any better. Or even sa- like safe at that point, you know, so I do get your point. Yeah. Uh, So, like, I do think it's, I mean, who am I to say what's fine or not? But, like, on track eight, We Cry Together, which is, like, the the argument song. Uh, (laughs) Oh, yeah. In that context, it makes sense. Because, like, I see that as him, like, playing a character who's, like, in an argument, who's, like, using it as an insult to, like, try to hurt someone's feelings, right? Which, like, in, in real life, not a cool thing to do. But he's, like, playing a character, right? Yeah. But, like. It, throughout the album it is just like you could just control f find and replace and just put in like girl or woman right and it would i just i'm not i'm not a fan of that use of it i don't know i just see it's like you're teaching uh mr <laughs> professor Stephus's class on uh 
on kind of hip hop wordage, and you're like, just control, control F and replace. Replace bitch with any word, and someone comes up, I replaced bitch with female. Is that better? Yes. <laughs> I don't know. Infinitely. Because there's also that discourse where they're like, I don't know. It doesn't matter. Yeah. We're not here to talk but about anyway, that. So th- I, that is an issue I have with the album as a whole. It does not ruin the album for me. I know it's like a, it is what it is, but um, not, not a fan of it. So I'll move on from that. What is a bitch in a miniskirt? <laughs> that being said. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, what else about this song? What else is this song? So this is, this, this is like a song about... Oh shit, I remembered my joke. Say it. Men will literally write, record, produce, and release a critically acclaimed double album before going to therapy. <laughs> That's stupid because he went to therapy. I know, but that was my joke. <laughs> All right, anyway. That is one of the themes of the album. <laughs> um, but, you know, as an opening track of sort of a concept-like album, I think it, it serves its purpose, right? It, it sets the tone. Um, uh, it's about, in part anyway, like him using all the, the, the buying material things and womanizing and stuff, trying to cover up the pain. What is the pain from? Well, we're going to get into that over the next 18 songs. Yeah, I'm not going to... I'm also not going to lie. A lot of my notes are just very kind of concise. I was like, I have fucking 18 of these. <laughs> well, that being said, and since we're a half hour into recording already, shall we move on to N95? Can I feel my truth? I got nothing to lose. I got problems and fools. I can swim on my fate. Cameras moving whenever I'm moving. The family suing whenever I make. What did I write? I, I was like, I don't what, know. <laughs> what is an N95? What is that? What does that mean? That's the mask. The I, know, I, was, I was just joking. Oh, oh wait, I ma- could... S- ma- masks? What? What's a... What? For the government virus. For that <laughs> oh, liberal for the, virus. For the China virus. Yeah. Um, You're back so you outside, but they so still So you lied. won't... <laughs> uh, what did I... It's like... And this is one of those songs where I was like... I feel like some people would like this song because of like conventional pop hip hop production and yeah, the white people mean. like this because it's saying something. <laughs> I like it and for they both. Can, I like it for and both. They can, and they can be like, yeah, like they're playing this at a party at in their dorm and they're like, do you get it? <laughs> do you get it? <laughs> Why have you attacked me in this way? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying it's a bad song, but that was that was my overall opinion of it. Uh, I think the hook is just so catchy. Um, I made a note that he raps one of the verses like in a much higher register, and I just thought that was a nice treat. Once again, get to that to that that vocal. Um, he does. Um, he is more vocally versatile than I thought he was. Let's think about this for a second. <laughs> Yeah, this is one of the songs like in my in my three categories of like fun to listen to, makes me think, makes me feel. This is like just fun to listen to for me. I like this one. Is this hitting Is this hitting almost gold star status? I I'd say it is. Yeah, yeah. One last note uh, that that I want to make on this song. This is his first mention of cancel culture, which comes up quite a few times over the album, like kind of complaining about like, you know, people being too sensitive and ca- cancel culture and stuff and like 
um, not saying I disagree with any of his points, but whenever someone starts complaining about cancel culture, I'm it, uh, what, what do you want to say? <laughs> you, right. You it's, like, <laughs> and I will give you, I will give you, you know, like a couple sentences to get into where, cause you know, there is, I feel most camps and it very rarely is a middle ground where you're like, I think you're on the right track, but you just don't know how to articulate it. It is usually like criticizing cancel culture and then it's like you don't get it or criticizing mm-hmm. cancel culture and they're like yet yeah, the right people aren't getting held accountable and then the people that are held accountable are being like annihilated and not giving like yeah. the reconciliation afterwards right and i'm like i get that yeah it's just yeah whenever i hear someone complaining about cancel culture i'm just a little like what what aren't you able to say what is <laughs> <laughs> like okay i'm this might be controversial but like um well this is kind of timely with with kanye or whatever he's going by in the news lately but like i'm so cautious of like and actually this is addressed on the album of like looking up to and like idolizing like you know not specifically rappers but just like artists in general because like you just don't know how they're gonna turn out you know because like (laughs) and like kendrick i'm like i'm like i'm gonna keep an eye on this guy like let's let's (laughs) let's see in 10 years like what he's up to (laughs) <laughs> i took your advice kendrick yeah, i'm not going i'm, I'm leery <laughs> how do you feel about kendrick he's made albums <laughs> i will um, listen to them but they're not saved on like a playlist just in case tell me his thoughts on slavery in 2035 <laughs> <laughs> dude wow you're crazy i'm crazy for this one uh I, I would say i'm kind of a worldwide stepper Honestly, honestly. This is one of those, right? It's just kind of, I like his chorus is a, just slightly kind of behind the beat, but just barely. Mm. It's like a nice lilting touch. But then I also like his verse, right? It's almost not in time. It's yeah. more of like he has like these... Like, this will be spoken in this time frame. And you can tell it's calculated, but it's it's more spoken word-esque. Yeah, that first verse in particular is a straight-up spoken word. Um, and we get a whole verse about having sex with white women, which is like... Have you ever? No comment. <laughs> don't, t- don't tell Marvin. <laughs> um. I, I did think one thing that was interesting about, like, maybe the, the first half of the song, anyway, according to my notes, is that, like, literally there's just one note, just boom, 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 boom. Like, it's just no chord changes, nothing like that. Um, it's kind of interesting, just very, like, very much like a drone of just tone, a tone drone. <laughs> a tone drone. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's. That's my my hit. I figured you were going to write some lyric shit every once in a while. And again, only on track number three. So I hit my notes for this one. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess my only other one. This is the first mention of his issues with infidelity. And, and the name Whitney comes up, which I gather is his partner slash wife slash mother of his kids. I don't know if they're married. Are they married? I don't know now. And she actually features on the album in like a on, on track. A lot of those one, ones, like just like the spoken parts. Yeah, so that's interesting. It's pretty cool. 
Uh, so they must be getting along. I'm sure everything's fine. He went to therapy. <laughs> Dude, you can tell he definitely died hard. <laughs> clean, man. That was clean. <laughs> Dude, he popped the pain away. the pain away. I wrote down Vulnerability, the song. (laughs) Can I open up? Is it safe enough? I was like, yeah. Uh, Well, and again, not focusing on lyrics in the slightest. I was like, ah, you know, kind of more the poppy side of Mm -hmm. his his output. And I was like, sounds nice. It's like, you know, chill. My the way I describe songs as chill, I have such a like a range of what chill is. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> but this is one of the variants of chill for sure. I'd say it's chill vibe for sure, for sure, chill vibe. Do you love me? Do you trust me? Something about cocoa puffs. <laughs> Something about cocoa puffs, dude. Shimmy, shimmy, cocoa puff. Um, I really have a lot in this one, gotta say. Not a standout track in the album for me. It's fine. Well, this next one should be fun. You really need some therapy. It's father time. Weak, daddy issues, hit my emotions, never express myself. Man should never show feelings, being sensitive never helped. His mama died. Like that string intro. Hell yeah. What did I write? I was like, sick beat. I said, we love daddy issue songs. <laughs> you know, it really is a hallmark of the show. And I did say, I was like, I didn't write any examples, but I was like, nice jams, solid lyrics. I, again, we've talked about dads. <laughs> like, I don't, like, yeah, I don't have, like, a shitty relationship with my dad. Like, do Same. we talk all the time? No. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> But I'm just like, but anytime there's things about like dad stuff, I'm always like, huh. <laughs> it's, I was like, like, I will watch a moment, like a movie moment about a father and son, like reconciling and weep. And then someone will like, if they're sitting with me, will be like, are you going through something with your dad? And I'll be like, no, <laughs> probably should be It's like, maybe I should. <laughs> um, we just, you got to. Stop telling your your little boys to not show emotions is the conceit of this song. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's a really solid song. I think it's it's got a nice nice catchy beat. Um good message, good lyrics. Um yeah, I don't know. The one line that really stood out to me that I noted was everything he didn't want was everything I was. And I was like, damn, Kendrick, that's that sucks. <laughs> wow. The one lyric you didn't note wasn't the one where he goes, I got daddy issues, that's on me. <laughs> you know, oh yeah, actually, you know what lyric I did really like? Oh god, where is it? It's when he says like like something about your momanum. <laughs> momanum. Yeah, and I'm like, I love when people make up words to yeah, fit things. Don't trust anybody or whatever, except your mom your momandum. Mom, mom, and mom and um. <laughs> I just found how they wrote it in genius lyrics. Yeah, mom, yeah. <laughs> mom and um. Yeah, I don't know. That's that. I got, I got nothing else here, man. Father time. Daddy issues the song. And daddy issues the song. 
you know, if you got daddy issues, you might say you're a certain kind of rich interlude is something no one would say. The next thing is rich interlude. Running in stones, kicking in doors, nigga, give me my glory. Nigga, play with me, he ain't gonna hear the tell the story. I love the piano in this. Because, you know, it's sparse, gets busy, and then tapers. It reminds me of that class we taught in college called uh, Crescendos and Decrescendos <laughs> in Rock Music. Um. I thought a crescendo had more to do with the volume, not the speed at which you were playing. No, it does. But the taper mm, mm-hmm, is what mm-hmm. I was referencing. So are they just playing the same thing faster and faster until they get to a certain point and then just slowing it down? That's kind of what I assumed. At a part, but, but then they, the pattern shifts a little bit. Mm-hmm. But it's slight. And so this, interestingly, I think this whole song does not include Kendrick. This is all, is it all Kodak, Kodak Black? Black? And it's basically just spoken word, which is interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just like a great like sense of urgency with that piano part. Um, I, I really enjoy it like sonically, yeah. And I guess lyrically, it's just sort of um, him just sort of, I don't know, musing on his life experiences. Like, it doesn't have much of a point to me. No, I feel that. But, like, I mean, it's, it's it's fine. Yeah, well, rich spirit. <laughs> this one, you know, again, kind of like a, another chill little poppy one. Bitch, I'm attractive. <laughs> I can't, can't fuck, fuck with, with you. With you. No more. I'm fast. <laughs> I'm fast. That's literally all I wrote. Is I was like, eh, fine. I can't fuck with you no more. I'm fasting. I find the song extremely catchy. I like that synth part. And like for a lot of the song, there's not even a drum beat. It's just that like that synth just like carries it. It was cool. Is this the song where he says brother really funny? Oh yeah. In verse three, when he like every line ends with brother and he's like brother. Oh yeah. <laughs> I like and I can't tell if that's just how he says it or if he's like doing a doing a voice there. Brother. Brother. I'm strap, brother. <laughs> oh man. It gets me. Brother. <clears throat> I guess this this song kind of stands out because it is like less like emotional and uh like vulnerable. It's more it's like we always talk about hip hop albums need like the one like fuck you I'm awesome song, and this is like kind of the song. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, Andy, it's that time of the night where we cry together. Wasting my time and energy trying to be good to you. Lost friends, family, game where enemies go to you. Bitches staring at me in sorrow. Holes scratching my visor. Should have followed my mind in 09 and just moved to Georgia. I. This is what the world sounds like. Yeah, we love a Florence and the Machine sample, which I didn't know that's what it was. Um, I actually, I did recognize that's who it was, and I felt very proud because I'm normally bad at recognizing, like, voices out of context. This? Because, you know, like, the, it, like, was a thing in hip-hop albums and went away, and then, like, kind of came back, like, around early Kanye, Common, uh... 
Lupe, like the skits, mm-hmm. not sketches, skits. Mm-hmm. This kind of hit me just like in a. It's like they took the concept of a skit, but like blew it out, and it is intense. <laughs> I love it as much as it makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> I love it because like he just drops a lot of truths about the nature of women. Jeez. No, no. You were sitting on that. <laughs> but in all seriousness, like I was going to say like I don't know that I'd call this my favorite song on the album because that feels like it feels weird to like to like say. it, but like when I think about this album, I think about this song. I think it's like uh, so well done. For me, this I've, is like the peak of the album. I I agree with that. I like again just like the piano and drums, just that simple thing. Yeah. And it's a great beat over. too. It's like so catchy. And their delivery is both so good, especially the guest oh, vocalist uh, Taylor Page. I think it is. Like stop, yeah, it's her. Like the emotion in her voice. Oh my god! Like I was listening to this when I was out for the, a run the other day, and like I was like tearing up, man, listening to her. Like it was, it's it's so acting, effective, man. Acting that, just her voice. Yeah, like you can like, hear her like voice like cracking and like crying, and like she's like clapping when she's saying certain stuff, like for emphasis, like. Mm. And I'm just I'm a sucker for this concept overall, like just songs with like a male and female vocalist like arguing, like fighting with each other. Love that shit. <laughs> it also, you know, I feel the vibe this is kind of hitting for me is like a. It's kind of like you know what he was doing when he was like commenting on cancel culture. You know, he's like, like you said, he's playing a character. I was like, in this oh, song, man, I think I, so. Yeah, I was like, I know. Like, I'm not close with these people, but I was like, I know a few people like this. Oh, yeah, you're criticizing R. Kelly, but you still listen to his music. (laughs) And, you know, it's like one of those. But, you know, because, like, Kendrick is in this not playing a great guy. No. (laughs) But he, it's like, it's one of those things, like, people who aren't great can still say right things from time to time. Yeah. And it's, or you know, it's like they'll point out your hypocrisies to try and get you off their back. And your con, your uh, your Kanye, your uh, your R. Kelly line made me think of that specifically, right? Because you're just like, what's is like, it's like you just that's a whole new argument. That yeah, you're like just that try. Does not, that does not prove any point. <laughs> I did. But, I I really like late in the song, like there's a point where Kendrick says something about like, I don't know, like what he doesn't say women, but like women can't get along or whatever, and she says like, explain. Yeah. And then, like, he says something else, and she's just like, explain. And, like, he keeps saying, like, <laughs> more and more, like, unreasonable, like, unhinged stuff. And she's just, like, calmly, like, explain. <laughs> I like that part. Fuck me. Fuck yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> that turn is a bit much for me, but whatever. Like, Of it's, course it is. Yeah, of course like... <laughs> it is. You've never had an argument with your beloved and then just fucked it out. No comment. Um, uh, but uh, but like, do like you he... not... Sorry. <clears throat> no, 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 go ahead. I was going to comment on the very end, so if you have something that is before the very end. I was just going to say, in general, like I think you mentioned before, it is like a, it can be a bit just uncomfortable to listen to, oh, in general, not just the end, but just like, because it's so like vitriolic, <laughs> like they're yeah. just being so mean. When I was leaving your house the last time I visited, I was listening to this. And it was like on when I turned my car on, and I'm just driving down your northern Milwaukee burbs, blaring this with my windows <laughs> down. And then I was like, maybe I should roll my windows up. 
But I do love how it fucking ends, like, you know, because it has, like, some tap dancing sounds. Mm-hmm. And then it ends with Whitney saying, stop, tansa- stop tap dancing around the conversation. I'm like, damn. Especially because, you know, like, the, the context of, like, Con- uh, Kanye, Jesus, uh, Kendrick's, like, infidelity. Mm-hmm. So you're just like, get to the point. Especially because his character, right? And you're like, get right. to the point. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I think the song is weirdly awesome. But I will say, yo, Kendrick is a fucking soldier on the battlefield of rap and hip hop, and that bitch deserve a purple heart. <laughs> Stop tap dancing around the conversation. Hey, who features this on is, this song? Uh, who features on this song? Uh, Summer Walker and Ghostface Killer. Ghostface? Ghostface? Scream? We Die First? Your other podcast? Holy shit. Ooh, what a tie-in. A Ghostface Killer. That's why I picked this album, so we could just... uh, (laughs) I actually knew of Summer Walker. Uh, She had a tiny desk she did a couple years ago, and I... Someone's like, oh, you should listen to her, and she's very good. And she... She also intrigued me because she apparently has terrible social anxiety, so, like, hates touring and shit. So... Someone should get that guy a bigger desk. <laughs> why, why his desk so tiny? <laughs> I think, though, the last track, right, is, like, saying my favorite is odd, but I was like, eh, you know, like, that's the thing that I think of, just like you said. But I think as just, like, kind of bopping, this is one of my favorites. Oh, this that's it. I wrote, um, I wrote this song. I was like, love the instrumentals. Um, I love Summer Walker's just voice and her verse. She has some really nice lines. I wrote like, now if it's love, I deserve to get some head <laughs> on a balcony. I endorse and this message. It ain't love if you just go and judge me for my past. It ain't love if you ain't never eat my ass. <laughs> Lady's got a point. I don't know. I like this. This kind of gives me a uh, shit. Like... We it's that Kanye song off of graduation. I don't know. It kind of gives me like Kanye West vibes from that era. I think he's just ye now. Yeah, I'm not gonna acknowledge that. <laughs> Cause I don't care about Ye right now, but Kanye, like I want 20, the old 2007. Kanye. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. This is just I love this song. It's nice. It's pleasant. Whole, whole life been social distance. That's, yeah, get it, COVID. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how many of these lines are going to hit that hard in like twenty years. Um, yeah, you hit on all the the thoughts I had on this one. I don't think so as sorry. highly of it, but I think it's I, like musically, it's just a nice, nice chill vibe. I would say, nice chill vibe. It ain't love if you ain't never eat my ass. Homegirls got a point, <laughs> and I love it too, right? Because it's just like. It's not like this isn't a jokey thing. It's just a real lyric that was stated with the same seriousness as the lyric before and after it. Yes. Yeah. Well, hey, man. Should we move on to disc two? Dude, yeah. Disc two. Man. Starting off with uh, the tie-in to the same motive. Uh, I also, you said motif? Fucking, it's like you lived with a music major. Hey, he rubbed some out, rubbed 
rubbed wait, rub, <laughs> rubbed he rubbed one out. he rubbed one out on me he rubbed, he, he rubbed no, off on he me. rubbed some out on you <laughs> So what are, we, what are we talking about in this song? What did I... I don't think, you know... Did I write anything epic? I wrote... I, I liked the tie-in. I wrote, eh, not bad, but nothing really jumped out for me. I wrote that I really like the first verse, and this is Kendrick at, like, my favorite. Just, like, an extended, straight-up, quick-ish rap verse. That's just where I think he's the best. Um, I wrote, I want to find an example of it because I wrote a note and I know it's true. Oh yeah, this is, and there's, there was another track earlier in the song that made a lot of use of this, but this is one of the songs where there's a lot of like other mouth sounds and vocalizations in the background is sort of like part of the beat. Like, ah, <laughs> shush. <laughs> yeah. I love that shit. Do you know that? Do you know who that was? What? That's fucking Travis Barker. <laughs> I've, I've been holding on to that joke for like three months. I meant to make that joke during Elway because that came up like three times on Blink-182. And during the Elway recording, I was going to be like, you might not hear it, but in the background, there's someone whispering like blah, blah, blah. Mm. It's actually <laughs> Travis Barker. And I forgot. So I had to. <laughs> well, give it time and we can do their new album when it comes out. Yeah. Um, I am a sucker for those little things put in. The little vocalizations. <laughs> fuck it up, fuck it up, fuck it up, fuck it up, fucking it up. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. This is a song. <laughs> Dude, it looks like this sound, and it sounds like you don't think too highly and you don't give it a crown. I think, I think it's pretty good. But, uh, oh yeah, oh, that was a segue. Okay, okay. Let's get serious. <laughs> Dude, the piano. Mm. Mm. Hell yeah. This one, I think, I was like, I love piano up top. And I, because I would not have, I, like, clocked it as an interesting rhythm for his vocals, but I would not have pegged it as, like, a faux iambic pentameter, um, which is what Genius Lyric said. Because, like, this one... <laughs> <clears throat> But, you know, because what, you know, it says, like, uh, like, he references, like, Henry the Fourth and blah, blah, blah. So that's, like, his nod to Shakespeare. And I was like, oh, clever. Yeah. I was, like, fucking more, significantly more well-read than I could ever hope to be. <laughs> I love to nod to Shakespeare. Um, but, yeah, man, you can't please, you can't please everybody. Sometimes you can't, can't even please <laughs> Thank you. I was going to do that. But, um, yeah, it's a solid song. Heavy is the head that wears the crown, man. Heavy is the head that chose to wear the crown. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the fame and fortune is just too much to handle. Well, it sounds like... That sounds scary, like Silent Hill. <laughs> I also don't know if you had anything else to say. No, to no, I'm side. good, I'm good. Let's talk about the Silent Hill video game series. I've never played it. Same. I don't like scary games. You a P 
piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> I say as someone that's never played a scary game. <laughs> uh, this this is another song that has an intro that is nothing like the rest of the song. I like the song a lot. The uh, the the push these push these push fellas these niggas off, off me, me like, like oh, push you. yeah i did <laughs> like that too i noticed you didn't sing the lyric with me well in our bonus episode i'm going to read every lyric of every <laughs> song in full this is another one i wrote like you know pretty nice and chill push them off like oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh man i love it yeah i wrote down overall just a good easy listen it is a good easy list. It's just got that, like, that nice trap beat. Peekaboo. Can't hide behind your money, dog. Swerve, swerve, swerve. Push these niggas off me like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I do genuinely like me it. Too, and it's not that. as not as ridiculous when he does it. it. No, it is. It is pretty ridiculous. Okay. But I, I, I like it a lot. Is this a what trap if that was beat? my did Halloween? I, did I misuse that? Is this trap? Is a trap beat? Yeah, a mellow trap cruiser about <laughs> life <laughs> and fake friendships. <laughs> oh yeah, Steve, the vocal trap. I'm a bit of a beatboxer myself. You have any sexy other comments? No. Um, oh. Only that I am not your savior. Interlude. You ever seen your mama strung out while you studied division? Your uncle ever stole from you day after Christmas? Seeing both of those in the county jail visits? The first and the 15th, the only religion? I like the, the strings. So who, I, I will say, who like... Is this in the, who, who is this talking in the beginning? His cousin. Oh, no, Eckhart Tolle. Eckhart Tolle, who is that? Isn't that, like, a, the self-help person philosopher that he's been like quoting throughout this album uh i don't know did you do background research that would did you mention that in this in this episode yet a german spiritual teacher and self-help author okay so i think it's really interesting that he starts because that like that spoken word intro from eckhart Tolle is like talking about deriving your sense of identity from like being a victim or whatever and like i don't know how he means that but like i interpret it as because I don't know what this guy's deal is. So, like, I initially interpreted it as, like, him saying, like, hey, don't make your whole identity being a victim just because bad stuff happened to you as a kid. And then it goes straight into the verse where he's like, here's all the bad shit I endured as a kid. I guess <laughs> <laughs> like kind of like a, I don't know, like, easy for you to say Eckhart Tolle. Fucking German. Have you What ever tragedies seen... have you seen? <laughs> have you ever seen your mama strung out while you studied Division? What also a first lyric to say. <laughs> And just the way he delivers it, too. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Savior interlude. Is this another song that Kendrick does not appear on? This is all Baby Keem? Yeah. It's, yeah. I was, that's what I wrote. I was like, nice flow, Kendrick's cousin. <laughs> it is pretty interesting, because there was another song, right, that is all Kodak Black. I gotta say, it takes guts to put out a song that you're not even on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, if you were to buy this on Apple Music, Kendrick gets money. I like the strings on this one. Did you already say that? I did. So, okay, I think this is the first song that mentions Mr. Morale. What 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 are we to take what is the meaning of Mr. Morale? He just says it at the end, Mr. Morale. <laughs> is that a person? No, I think it's supposed to be of... Yeah. I guess. 
Well, I guess we can, it kind of, I think it starts kind of getting more towards it as we build up to that track. Like the next one, Savior. Do you want peace? Then watch us in the street. One protest for you. Kendrick made you think about it, but he is not your savior. <laughs> I don't know. I was, I was like, hell yeah. Yeah, I like yeah. both the content of that intro and the way he delivers it. I also, it kind of touches on the, that thing where you're like, I can't worship these people or give like so much like so much praise to these people because they're all just people <laughs> that could. Yeah. I wonder like, yeah. Part of it is is probably just him saying, like, hey, I'm just a dude that likes making music. Like, part of it's probably just him trying to get out from under the pressure of it, right? Like, that's got to feel like, I can't imagine what that's what that feels like, honestly, to have people looking up to you like that. And it's almost like making an excuse, like, hey, in case I fuck up in the future, I'm just saying, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I, I told you not to <laughs> revere me. Um, in... I, that's I did. I was like, interesting take. Not your savior. Savior takes. I didn't think I would have come to without genius. <laughs> <laughs> I do also, but I do like the lyric "suck my dick with authenticity." Yeah, because that was capitalist posing as compassion. It's be offended me. This is one I would say in my my three my three way categorization is like enjoyable to listen to and it makes me think you know i think it's very yeah. very nice beat um i like the bit about like getting covid and starting to question Kyrie. <laughs> he does so i think he touches on in this song like some of the stuff around like the 2020 blm george floyd all right. that like so from yeah. what from what i gather he was not super outspoken at that time and caught some flack for it um, but I think in this, he's kind of like, I don't know, telling people to fuck off about that. Yeah, because like, he's just like, you you protested for a day, I protested for like 365. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> blacked out screens, called it solidarity. Yeah. Um, and once again, like, even if you're a public figure, like, I, I don't think you have a obligation to um, be like an out front vocal leader of anything, necessarily. Yeah. Oh, as a random aside, I don't know why this made me think about it. I remember it, it was an argument, a debate, I don't know. But for some reason, it was back when I was, like, trying to get my mom on board with, like, you can't say all lives matter in response. And she did come around. Uh, old you dog can, did learn You can be trick. like Kanye and say white lives matter. <laughs> but she was like, it's like, well, you see, she's like, just the thing is, like, the Black Lives Matter movement is, like, there's no, like, leader. There's no, like, a Martin Luther King. There's no Malcolm X. And then I was like, I don't necessarily agree with that in the sense that like there's one person that's going to be written in like the papers immediately. And I was like, it's it's more like, does there need to be? I was like, yeah, when there doesn't need to, it's like, and like in each scene, right? Like in each like fucking town, it's like there's that person, which I would argue is more impactful mm-hmm. than everyone just needing to rely on one person. But anyway, that what you said made me think of that. I forgot what I said, but I'm glad. Um, but yeah, I think part like the the whole like, are you happy for me? Like, smile on my face. Are you happy for me? Like, um, not gonna lie, some of this thing from Genius lyrics, but like, it, it's it seems like in part he's um, like addressing white folk that that talk about being allies, right? And he's like, hey, like I'm not your ideal 
like perfect guy here like i think he even says like um i'm more like kodak black <laughs> like so do you like do you still like do you still like me <laughs> like yeah you, right <laughs> you, you talk you talk about um being pro-black but what about me i think it's interesting right dude you want to talk about auntie diaries <laughs> Sure, man. That is, I mean, that is the next song, so I think we ought to. Those words forcing me to stand now. I said, Mr. Preacher, man, should we love that neighbor? The laws of the land of the heart was greater. I recognize the study. Uh, this is the one that Kendrick got a lot of flack for using the F slur. Yeah, I which, saw that. I, this is kind of on par with, like, talking, for me, in regard to, like, his usage of that, it's, it's like the same thing with, like, using bitch for women, right? I was like... I wouldn't do it. I I get historically in the genre it's been done. And I mean, I feel like a lot of hip hop and rap has very much moved away from mm-hmm. this. And it's I kind of view this and I remember I'm not your savior. So <laughs> but, We are recording say, the words right, you're yeah. saying. Yeah. I mean I say this as someone that is not part of like these demographics that have a say that matters more than mine but um i kind of view it like robert downey jr's blackface in tropic thunder where i'm just like if if you just see that as like he was in blackface i i kind of am of the thought where i was like you're missing the point and then yeah like in that yeah would it be bad for robert downey jr to be in blackface yes but he he's playing a character in like a satirical film right <laughs> right like, well you know and yeah it's like and even saying that right like yeah that doesn't sound good you shouldn't do that but it's there's like, an argument to be made yeah but and i'm not saying like th- this was right but i do like you know like he goes at the end and he talks about that one concert when he brought up the those two white fans and the one was saying the n-word and he's just like yo you can't do that but he also says right he was just like He's like, we can say the F slur together, but only if you let a white girl say. <laughs> and yeah, I was like just he, like, he points out the hypocrisy. I mean, but also, so in this song, and once again, I'm I'm not part of the LGBTQ plus community, but like, he's not calling people the F word in the song. He's saying back when I was young and dumb and um not with it, I used to say this word, which you could argue whether or not that is like artistically valuable. Um, I don't, I just don't think it's cut and dry. Like, I don't think it's black and white. Yeah. And like, I, if, I if think it ruins the song for you, I think that's fine. It doesn't ruin the song for me, but like, I'm also, like I said, straight white guy. So like, whatever. Yeah. At the end, yeah. At the end of the day, I was like, I have no real horse in this race. Yeah. I'm, I would just say I'm just above neutral is saying like i think it was artistfully done but i'm also open if someone was very passionate yeah. about it and told me i'm like okay I see yeah your point. I, I would not argue with some like <laughs> with if a gay person was like felt strongly about this or not even strongly i would not be arguing with them about it let's put it that way but i'm i'm with you like i think do you it's like, like how we're really trying to save our ass so hard <laughs> like, I, but I'm, I'm with you i'm like just over the line of like i think it's a valid artistic use of it because, like, and I did see, like, in the discourse, like, some, like, even trans people, which, as we say, the song is about, like, his relatives that transitioned, um, saying, like, defending it, basically, and saying, like, look, like, the world is not perfect. Like, this is not, like, an ideal, idealized, right. like, perfect scenario. It's, it's like, portraying a reality. 
which I think and, is valid. Which, and I will say that is for many experiences, kind of like what I was saying, right? Like I'm not part of this community, so I get that I don't have like this huge say, but I still think people can have opinions on things. Yes. Um, and then, you know, uh, you can suss out if they are worth right. listening to or not. Yeah. But, you know, and, like, I don't think it the... was done maliciously. Maybe yeah, he was and... doing it in part for like shock value. Well, one of the critiques that I heard about this was like someone from the the trans community being like, oh, saying my auntie is a man now, like still calling him like his aunt and, you know, this. And I was just like, I was like, well, one kind of like, yeah, he's talking about him as a kid and just how like he was brought up with this and yeah, like it, that was his like reality. him trying to. But at the same time, I was like, he also had to like, it's nowhere near the struggle as coming out and transitioning. No, Obviously, no. that's where it's, it's like, but he is rapping about his life. Yeah. And he, he does have a perspective on it. You know, if my well, mom, if, if, he, if he said my, my <laughs> uncle is a man now, we'd be very confused as to <laughs> what he's trying to you say. Know, it's like people can have things, you know, it's like if my mama all of a sudden, you know, if my mom was talking to someone and talked about having biracial children and they're like, don't make their struggle about you. It's like, no, I'm talking about things that I did. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm talking about when people thought they weren't my kids. Right. You know, and I'm just like, yeah, people have, there are two sides to every fucking coin, yeah. and so, you know, like. Kendrick isn't being invited to like the fucking like you know I was gonna say I HRC human rights campaign Mm -hmm. is what I was going to say but forgot until just that moment I was gonna say queer con which I think would be amazing uh, just a queer comic convention you know it's like Kendrick isn't being the like lead speaker at an HRC event and he's not he's not (laughs) claiming to like be like the 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 voice of this movement right he's like you said he's just talking about his experience um for me personally the use of the word bitch is worse than than the way he uses the f-slur in this song that's right that's my hot take because he just uses it casually just to as a replacement for the word woman which i think is worse than saying hey when i was a dumb kid i said this word my final my final thing on this is i don't know if we talked about this in the show but i think there's like a weird double, not double standard, but there's a weird different standard with music versus other media. Like if you were reading a book or watching a movie and it was like an, a biography of Kendrick Lamar and there was a scene of him and his friends as a kid, like talking, like using this word, you wouldn't be like, whoever wrote this film needs to be like canceled, right? Like, cause you'd understand it's, it's yeah it's just it's, it's, it's a thing that happened it's portraying it's a, yeah. a scene but like when for some reason when it's in a song like we can't uh i don't know it feels like we apply a different um different standard i always think about this with like eminem like when he would sing songs about like killing people and stuff <laughs> and it's like well you're you're okay with like horror movies existing right like where people do worse things than what he's talking about anyway I digress. We spent a lot of time in the song. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so these I, are going to get <laughs> real good. Uh, the next one is Mr. Morale. I put. What are, what, what are your thoughts on the song, though? Really quick, just really quick. Uh, I, I mean, I thought, it, you know, like, like it builds a little bit, and then it's mostly in a, like, like it just gets a little louder, like the instrumental track At gets a little. Yeah. It, and his, I think and his voice a, gets a little more, like. Yeah. I think it's a good story, you know, like at the end of the day, that's what songs are. Yeah. And so I, uh, I liked it. 
yeah yeah i think uh it obviously made me think yeah musically it's a bit boring for me but like it does pick up towards the end and like i like how his vocal delivery gets a little more frantic when he's like in the church scene Um, yeah but yeah like i think it's an interesting like look at like how he processed and dealt with not dealt with how he like experienced these things and like once again he is a flawed human so like it is not like a a playbook for how to be the most perfect (laughs) uh, ally in your life but i don't know that's part of what art is right is 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 getting a glimpse at all the different human experiences so anyway Shall we move on to Mr. Morale? Boosting your father's in deep meditation. My spirit's awakening. My brain is asleep. I got a new temperature. Shopping in multiple swords in the faith I believe. I think about it. It's fine. I mean, it was a nice, like, beat and stuff, but, uh. Yeah, it was just like, uh. Yeah, we love. In the beginning, that breathing, it's actually Travis Barker. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) I actually, I do love. I do love the way he starts out the vocals with like that heavy breathing and turning into like the ah 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 yeah 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 and then goes right into it. Um, I don't know. I yeah. I think the uh, the the beat is sick. Is what my what my notes say. Um, yeah. Like I like this. So do I like this song? Do I like it? What's this one about? Oh, this song focuses a lot on like abuse, right? in the black community and and i think two songs from now also will yeah um so it's pretty heavy shit on my mind and it's heavy (laughs) 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 i think this is a good song though uh i'm getting tired yeah i'm not gonna lie this (laughs) (laughs) i was like my friend uh low-key everyone i was like oh i have more than enough time to make my friend show at 9 (laughs) 30 oh no oh no i'm glad you kept your commitment to me and our listeners yeah yeah my commitment and you can tell that i'm not speeding through the rest of these oh my god all right all right all right mother Mother, i sober congratulations made it to be famous still i feel uneasy water watching live my life in nature only thing believes me spirit god and also i think like i'm not coincidentally shortchanging all my notes (laughs) i just this was at the end of an hour and a half of listening almost and i'm just like okay okay it's like like an hour and 15 minutes it's a long album. But uh, I said heavy. Very heavy. And then I also wrote, Steve, don't cry. <laughs> I really liked his voice rising towards the end, like getting to the last vo- uh, last verse. I thought it was a real nice touch. Mm-hmm. It was impactful. Similar, similar vibe to Anti-Diaries in that way. Um, yeah, man, not much more to say. Really heavy stuff about abuse and... Uh, yeah, I think he makes an interesting point about like just not being of trying not to judge people too much because you might not know what they have uh, been through, what they're trying to cover up, what they're trying to work through. Yeah, Sage advice for all of us. Sometimes you got to look in the mirror, man. Yeah, this song. You know, it's just kind of like peppy, and I'm just like, okay, you know, this is the end. He's like, I was like, this is giving me a vibe, and I can't place it, but I like it. That's deep, man. I was like, what a way to be like, (laughs) 
y'all get the fuck off my back <laughs> that is that is totally the vibe it is an interesting conclusion to the album of like and like it has that that upbeat like cheerful feel like that positive feel musically and he is just kind of like hey man i'm like i the way i interpret this is once again just trying to get out from under that pressure of like being a prominent artist and just being like hey i'm kind of gonna do do shit at my own pace do what i want to do i choose me um <laughs> yeah that's cool i'm not sorry. gonna lie sorry i didn't I... save the world my friend i was too busy building mine again <laughs> yeah that's huge you know even if even pulitzer prize winner kendrick lamar needs to prioritize self-care then holy shit do we <laughs> like, like this should be a ring like everyone after this album should have already they probably should have been in therapy already but after this they're like oh shit if he's in therapy like i should have been in therapy five years ago <laughs> i'm not gonna lie um the heart part five i listened to it when it first came out I did not listen to this for this recording. Yeah, I don't think, I think we have to cover it. Cover it. I think so. So this song was not it's a bonus. Yeah, it wasn't on the release because it was like a pre-release single, right? Yeah, and then it was not part of the album. Then it got added as a bonus track. So yeah, I think we're good not covering it. That was Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. All right, homie. So. uh... <laughs> Now that we've talked about all 18 fucking songs on this album, uh, what do you do? Closing, closing remarks and ratings? Yeah, man. It's been so uh, long. Should we make it therapy sessions? Is that what the rating should be? Oh, shit. I had some rating ideas. So I had daddy issues. <laughs> um, I had aloof Buddhas. Um, <laughs> bad angels. Heavy shit. How about, um, how about? And I had my last one was white girls saying the N word. <laughs> Okay, that that's it. Um, this album, I think also playing into it, at play for this album, really something that's at play with this album for me is... How does it make you feel? Um, you know, like like you said, I feel like this is also one of those albums that I would live with a little more and be like, ooh. And the songs that I like that are like, you know, like, I jam to this. They're they're jammy and I like them. The songs that make me think, I really appreciate how clever they are. And I think I just appreciate Kendrick as an artist. So I think I'm going to give this mm. Mm. I think this is a tad higher, but I'm going to go with just a four white girls saying the N-word out of five. <laughs> Um, so my, my, see, my normal policy is that I only rate specifically based on, like, how much I liked it, which is tough for this one, because, like, in terms of, like, how often am I going to go seek this out and, and listen to this entire album, Prob honestly, probably not that high of a rating, just because of how long it is and how, like, heavy some of the stuff is and, like, um, the, the limited number of, like, catchy bangers. So, like, on that scale alone, I would give it a three. I'm going to give it some additional points for artistic value and the Kendrick effect. <laughs> but then I'm probably going to deduct a little bit of points. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> because of the, the bitch effect. I'm still, I'm oh still not God. pleased about that. So, I'm going to go, what did you come in at? What did you come in at? Four. 
I think I'm gonna go three and a half white girls saying the n-word hell yeah I almost <laughs> was gonna go well I was gonna go like a 3.8 but then I remembered that we don't do that and then I, but then I figured like 3.5 was too low so yeah I'm happy but, with uh, that I'm happy with that Chicago. so you were a four I'm a four alright four white girls saying the n-word <laughs> Damn, you got funny in our time apart. <laughs> uh, all right, man. So I don't have any other. I don't think we have to do any more closing remarks. We talked this shit to death, I think. We're at yeah. an hour and a half. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's all, just slightly longer than the album. <laughs> um, I could have just read it. I could have just read out the lyrics. You could have. That's on our Patreon. All right, man. So um, I think it's Homework Town. Yeah, Homework Town. Okay. Um. Okay, so we're going. Do you, Andy? Do you want to fucking rock? Are you ready to? Are you ready to rock? Oh, I'm nervous. Yeah, let's it's do a, it. A, we're gonna go back north of the border again. I think last time we were up there, we saw Pup the band. We visited them on our podcasting journey, so we're going back up there. Hey, and uh, a band I've really been meaning to talk to you about for a long time. Uh, a great band called Propagandi. Uh, mm. Gonna listen to their latest album, uh, which I think was from 2017, titled "Victory Lap." So that's your homework. How was my All Canadian right. accent? <laughs> Is it okay? You did an accent. Touche, <laughs> touche. I can't give you anything. <clears throat> All right, so go uh, get your get your hockey stick and grab a donut and. Uh, <laughs> Listen, your homework, everyone, is to listen to Victory Lap by Propagandi. And I think they pronounce it Propagandi. I always say it Propagandi. Because I assume that the dude's name was not Gandhi. <laughs> Solid. All right, cool. Um, well, uh, let's see. What, do we, what else? What, what other back matter do we have? Andy, promote your things. Uh, listen to We Die First. Listen to is the are those shows still active are you, are you are excuse you, me i have a mask yeah listen to that show um listen to this show <laughs> like and subscribe us on youtube <laughs> that's not a thing um andy performs various shows he has a website i don't know and he's on social media the links are in the show notes he's a very funny guy if you see andy in chicago be like hey you're the guy from second city right i'm gonna Jesus Christ. And if you okay. go to the right Second City show, you can see Andy's ass. All right. Cool. We got to go. This is I'll, fun. I'll cut that out. All right. Well, um, thanks, Andy. And goodbye, everybody. Wait, is, is this a podcast? Check it out. This is a podcast. Now right. I ain't trying Bye. to be the greatest. I used to hate hip hop. Yep, because the women degraded, but too short made me laugh like a hypocrite. I played it, a hypocrite. I stated though I only recited half, omitting the word bitch, cursing. I wouldn't say it. Me and dog couldn't relate till a bitch I dated. Forgive my favorite word for hers and hers alike, but I learned it from a song I heard and sort of liked. Yeah, for the ice and glamorized drug dealing was appealing, but the block club kept it from in front of our building. Gangsta rap based filmings became the building blocks for children with leaking ceilings, catching drippings. Father time. It's father time. <laughs> hey, it's father time with Andy and Steve. The PBS special no one asked for. <laughs>